Hello's everyone. I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Wednesday, ready to do some podcasting. Find us everywhere you get podcasts. Mm-hmm. Only two, only one more day left in Black History Month, so get all your blackness in while, you, while the getting's good. That's right. We got an extra day, 29 this year. It's a leap year, y'all. It's extra black. <laughs> um, of course, uh, you can find us everywhere you get podcasts. Search the Blackout Tips. Leave us five-star reviews. The official weapon of the show is... Phone chair. And the unofficial sport. Bullet ball. And bullet ball. Extreme, extreme, extreme. <laughs> yeah, I had to process that. No problem. Uh, do you have any banter today? Mm, no, not really. Yeah, I don't think I got any either. Mm. Right, nothing. I'm in a real banter drought right now. <laughs> no, I need to be paying attention to what's happening in my life. I just, no. be, <laughs> I just be doing random shit. I just been watching a lot of anime. I've really been... On a heavy, we probably talk about this on a nerd on off. On a nerd off, yeah. Yep. But I've we've been I've been on a serious anime kick, and I've been just binging a lot of anime, mm-hmm. like like some of the animes that uh we've been watching, like videos that be like these are the top rated animes, and I know you've been watching some, and I've been too. And that dude is right. Some of them animes, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. We'll talk about it Friday. That's a good clue. Get behind the paywall mm-hmm. if you are in the nerd stuff. We Every three weeks, we have a podcast with our friends, uh, random nerdy friends, and uh, podcasters you may know and love and have heard of. And then we uh, talk to them about what they're watching and entertained by and playing video games. What and they've been reading. Then we go through a bunch of articles and stuff. The show can last between two to three hours because we only do it once every three weeks. But uh, it's fun, and I will put it up there with anybody else's nerd Me? podcast that you check out. Uh, so check out the nerd off. It's behind the paywall. You can get behind the paywall. The blackouttest.com slash premium. The link is also in the show notes. And that's an ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, man, uh, I did have something, but I don't know if it really counts as banter. But uh, banter I was is anything. So you're right. You're right. <laughs> sunburst all right so uh i was thinking uh one i was watching a basketball game last night and i saw a commercial and the commercial was for fatherhood okay it was fatherhood.org and i was like one as i was watching the commercial i was like what the fuck is this commercial for because you know i was trying to figure it out and i'm like is it life insurance is it <laughs> you know yeah because sometimes they do that weird shit where you be like this what y'all showing me has nothing to do with the topic at hand yes yeah and then it ends and it's like and that's why you need a ford truck to take your daughter to school and i'm yes. like oh it was an ad for a ford truck the whole time but this one was like you know it, it was like all this like it's important to be there for the moments and for all this and brought to you by fatherhood.org and all i could think was damn we are down bad okay 
we have to make ads to be dads. What is happening on the dad side of the equation? <laughs> was Who like, the fuck is this for? They're like, dads are losing the ball. We got to get dads more involved. Who is the person that's like, I was a deadbeat dad, but one day I was watching the Hornets uh, play the Bucks. <laughs> And in the third quarter, they ran an ad, and I said, God damn, I should go ahead and get in my child's life. This is the thing that changed my life. You know, it was, the Hornets were down, and I was down, but I came back <laughs> in the fourth quarter of their life. Like, I don't know. It was, just, it was like a weird ad. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously fatherhood is good. Yes, uh, it is. Parenting is good. <laughs> yes, you I don't, make I've kids, never yes. seen a motherhood ad. It doesn't seem like moms need to get the message. No. Apparently. Apparently the mom's gonna be there good, bad, or indifferent. In fact, in fact, you get shame as a mom, you get shame for leaving. Dads don't not that dads don't get quote unquote shame, but it's more acceptable for a dad to walk away. I guess not. I, I mean there's the, clearly that the proof is in the pudding. There's not a lot of motherhood ads. I saw an ad for adopting like a kid. Yeah. Uh, I see those sometimes. Those and are sweet. those will have women in them. Sometimes they have that men in them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've never a fatherhood.org, like I feel like the budget for fatherhood.org, if it's a billion dollars, then the, the budget for motherhood.org and the government is like $12.35. Because it's like, who the fuck needs this? <laughs> like, we, like what, are, what are we... What are, what are we going to do? What well, we want to run an ad during a WNBA game. For what? The moms are already in their kids' lives. Well, that would be a great time to run a fatherhood. You know, like, a, <laughs> like a, can they get celebrity sponsors for fatherhood.org? You know, can they get Nick Cannon and Future in there? Can they, like, what can they do to really promote fatherhood.org? Um, but shout out to fatherhood.org. We we need the fathers. We okay? do. For, for real, we do. And if you need to hear that between a commercial for <laughs> Lume deodorant and Pizza Hut. Yes. Then I guess Lume that's is you, everywhere. Then I guess that's what the fuck you need. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> At the right time. Um, all right. Let's get into the rest of the show. That was just a quick thought I had. Um, so news article wise, mm-hmm. see what we got. Don Lemon. Is turning Don Lemons into lemonade, okay? Okay. Uh, because he is actually um, reportedly going to be paid $24.5 million in a settlement with CNN for firing him. Get that money. That is what he would have received if his contract with CNN ended in three and a half years, which I guess it was supposed to, and they fired him early. So he gets all his fucking money. Yeah, they ended the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. But so now you pay me not to be there. But do you remember why they let him go? Mm-hmm. Okay, why? Oh, because he said that thing about that woman, and everybody got in their feelings about it. And, and, and like not just that. To go. Not just that, but he also there was like he talked to women bad all the time behind the scenes and all this type of shit. Um, uh, he called Nikki Haley past her prime. That was the start of it. Um, and two months later, cause remember, cause like, like I said, like you just said, you, you oh, he said that about Nikki Haley. He didn't get let go for that. Mm. Two months later, he did an interview with a Republican candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy. I remember that. And he where went he asked some hard. Yeah. He asked some, I wouldn't even say he went hard. He didn't. He just asked perfectly, perfectly acceptable follow-up questions to Vivek Ramaswamy's bullshit talking points. Mm-hmm. 
And because Vivek Ramaswamy is a very much like, I'm not going to, we just don't believe in racism. It's like it don't exist and, and all that. And so, of course, Don Lemon, a black gay man, was like, that doesn't make sense. And CNN, people have forgotten, I'm sure, by this point, had recently had new management come into uh, the forefront. Did, didn't they take him off his TV show and demote him and stuff? I I don't remember that part. I'm just okay. I'm just okay. Go ahead. Summing up what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had um, uh, I I think yeah, you're right. They had taken him off of his own like night show and yeah. put him in the morning. But that once again, once again. You're talking about it like it's um oh this is all discipline for that Nikki Haley thing or you know that, I, I see what you're saying, I'm saying but, but yeah I think they were making a move to get the more liberal progressive people hardline people the, door. the fuck off of that station because yes. the new management that took over for the old dude who had his own sexual harassment bullshit mm-hmm. um the new management was like we need to get Republicans mm-hmm. so we need to make CNN more Republican friendly. And in order to make any environment Republican friendly, you need to be a little bit, uh, i.e. a lot bit, uh, loose with the facts and follow-ups and treat feelings as facts. So if somebody comes on the show and says, hey, man, I just feel like racism isn't a big deal, you can't be like, but it is. You can't be like, but statistically this is happening. Like, Mm -hmm. So I think Don Lemon got the fuck up out of there for that. Now he... Plan. He recently plans to launch his own show on t- X, aka Twitter, uh, which I think is a horrible idea and mm-hmm. won't work. Mm-hmm. And already has him compromising what um, liberal bona fides he was able to get back after his original um, rocky start with a lot of black people. Because people have forgotten over the years, Don Lemon used to be a repeat he, offender he problematic. of anti-blackness. Yes, he would go to like shit and just be talking all crazy. People were like, the fuck are you talking about, nigga? Yeah, specifically, I remember he went to Ferguson and talked about smelling weed out there. I remember uh, he uh, co-signed Bill O'Reilly, who had wrote, like, what are the, these are the eight things wrong with the black yeah, community. And then Don Lemon wrote, like, he was like, not only is he right, but I have some more points. So Don Lemon, once especially Trump got in office, grew out his fro and really ingratiated himself with black people again by, you know, quote unquote, keeping it real, um, which I, I, you know, I never begrudged him. I thought, Mm-mm. good, maybe he came, he got his Negro wake up call a little late, but right. um, I thought it was a good thing that he was now voicing those things, but recently with his announcement of like going to to twitter to make his own show which is run by elon musk who touts anti like just racist ass conspiracies and um you know that obviously they moderate the site in fucked up ways they do uh a bunch of other bullshit going on with elon musk and twitter to tout this as like a victory over free free like we finally my freedom of speech will be blah 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 i feel like I, I'm bracing myself. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm bracing myself for a return to, you know, the Don the Don Lemon that people didn't fuck with. I hope not. I hope not. But I mean, the way Wait Tucker Carlson and him put out the same fucking statement about how their Twitter shows are gonna go, and they, and then Tucker Carlson co-signed them. 
And to me, that seems like tiddlywinks. That seems like y'all motherfuckers mm-hmm. playing a game. It's yes. like, oh, you know that shit where I used to go on the air and talk bad about Tucker Carlson or go on the air and contradict his points and be like, no, what he's saying is fucked up and dangerous. Well, it's not that dangerous. We not work for the same person. So we're both getting our checks signed by Elon Musk. And now that I'm doing that, um, it's all about the United freedom of speech we just need the conversation and now i'm like uh he's probably gonna be on some bullshit again uh, fingers crossed that that's yeah i hope not i hope i'm wrong yeah but uh yeah he got all his money um Good. which will make you think maybe you don't need to do a show with twitter mm-hmm. in fact you might can just be like i'm starting my own thing outside of that platform yeah mm-hmm. you would think maybe you would do something else but i don't know i feel like my man uh I put it like this. He got a spotty track record and I hope that I hope the last seven years, six years or whatever of Don Lemon was the real Don Lemon and not whatever it was when he started. Cause I remember, I, I think people forgot or forgave uh-huh. and I just remember like, Oh man. And I always kept a little bit of a side eye. Cause I'm like, which one was real? True. We'll never know. Like, if Trump had not specifically called out Don Lemon, yeah, specifically, would he have been him. like, I'm a middle-of-the-road guy, man. Like, hey, I'm just reporting the facts. I, who, who cares about that shit? But Don was going in, and he ingratiated himself back with black folks during that time period. And I hope that was the real him, and I hope he continues to keep that up because if I look on Twitter and see this nigga show is on some middle-of-the-road shit, I'm, I'm out. Uh... Mitch McConnell says he's going to step down this November, going to be his last November as the uh, Senate Republican leader. Okay. Yeah. So we can stop watching him glitch live on TV? Yeah, he turned 82 last week. Uh, He he announced his decision uh, Wednesday um, to to stand down. Yep. He... uh, I guess he back in 1985. That sounded right. Back in 1985 is when he first arrived. But uh, I guess he went ahead and uh, rap, is wrapping it up. Good. Good riddance. But I know whoever they get in there will be worse. But I don't care. Yes. Ding dong, the witch is dead. He need to go. Yeah, he need to go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, we were right. And I gotta, I gotta play the the clips okay. uh, for it. I was right. I was right about something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, but we were we were right about all of it. I've been right about all of it. We've been right about all of it. Woo! Yes. Yes. So. Wendy's clarifies and says it will not implement the Uber surge pricing after all. It has mm-hmm. no plans to raise menu prices when demand is the highest at the sea. So I guess they got that back. They walked it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people was like, the fuck is this? Well, then you won't never have a line because I know if it's a line, I'm going to pay more. So why the fuck would I go there? Well, not just that. I mean, that was part of it. But I think. I I I think my conspiracy was right that they only floated this news to make us all be like hell no I ain't paying more for Wendy's next year that's fuck y'all mm-hmm. just so that we won't be mad about how we're paying more for Wendy's right the fuck now when compared to just a year ago and a year before that and all this shit yes, sir. so it's like okay 
chicken sandwich combo $12. That's fine. I ain't paying no $17 because it's a surge price. And I feel like psychologically they won. Next time you go to Wendy's, you'll be like, yeah, goddamn right. You ain't playing no motherfucking surge price. Uh-huh. Let me get a junior bacon and a small fry and a small frosty, and that'll be nineteen seventy five. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And they still going to go up on their prices anyway like they incrementally do. It just won't be the quote-unquote surprise jump. And like I said, I think my conspiracy was right, too. I think if they would have implemented it, a lot of it was just to pay for that technology. It's not, Now we're going to see if they're going to do that technology or not, or if they're going to make their quote-unquote franchisees, the ones that are not like in the network, Work, pay for it themselves because I think that, that a lot of this was to compensate for uh, them new billboards that they wanted to get, um, um, menus shit that they wanted to get, all the AI stuff. Um, so what they're gonna use it for the AI dynamic pricing? They're saying it'll only be used to promote discounts. So I guess I I don't know if they're saying like not enough people are buying junior bacon cheeseburgers let's put a coupon in the in the app or what i don't know how it's gonna just only do discounts but uh yeah i, I guess we'll see yeah we'll see yeah because um, that discounts yeah you give them discount because you know your shit is high and it would not be surprising for all all fast food restaurants you know particularly across the board sales tanked through covid and a lot of people just never came back because a lot of people realize how much money they were saving. And a lot of people use your apps, which actually save them a lot of money. A lot of people don't sit in. Because, you know, before people used to actually sit into these restaurants and shit like that, people stopped doing a lot of sitting in the restaurants. And so most people actually just get to get the shit either to go through the apps and shit like this. So I, it would not be surprising if they saw sales tank and they was like, we have to do something to compensate for these tanking sales. Yeah, so they said Wendy's will not implement surge pricing, which is the practice of raising prices when demand is highest. We didn't use that phrase, nor do we plan to implement that practice. This was the initial statement they were talking about was in a uh, it was an investor call. They said it was misinterpreted. This was misconstrued in some media reports as an intent to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants. We have no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us the most. Any features that we may test in the future would be designed to benefit our customers and restaurant crew members. So, there you go. We solved it. Uh, Lauren Boebert's son was arrested over a spate of thefts. As his mom tries to convince voters to look past her chaotic family. No. I will not. <laughs> I, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Maybe if you was nice. I'm supposed to feel sorry for that bitch. I don't. Mm-mm. Maybe you was a better person. I might could could consider it, but I'm like, no, bitch. Mm-mm. Okay, Kara says absolutely not. Um... Yeah, it's just another example of, like, them doing everything they say Democrats do and shit. And it's just, you know, actually, full circle. This this kind of goes back to something I considered doing banter, but I ended up not doing. Um, a listener of ours apparently listens, still listens to Van Lathan and Rachel. Uh, what I forget her last name. Rachel Van and Rachel's podcast, mm-hmm. Higher Learning. And, you know, a listener, uh, our girl, Miss Crystal, had wrote in saying, like, can you, like, have them on the show so y'all can debate and talk it out and all this stuff. And I I thought I gave a very 
thought out, considerate answer of, I don't see the things the same way Van Lathan sees things. Uh, That's totally fine. I wouldn't expect him to. Mm -mm. We're all podcasters. We're all giving our opinions on shit. No one sees the world the way I see it all the time. No one sees the world the way Karen sees it all the time. I can't emphasize enough, and I think it's not getting through to some folks, or maybe this person didn't get it, or maybe they just don't understand what I'm saying, and I'll say it again. I am resolute. I have considered everything. Everything I'm saying to you and how, about how I feel and how what I think about the election has been thought out. No one's going to come up with anything that's going to change my mind. Mm-mm. Period. Neither. And I don't mean to be a dick about it. I'm, it's not like I'm yelling at those people like so many motherfuckers do on social media. I'm not courting arguments. If no one would have wrote in about Van Lathan, I wouldn't have mentioned specifically Van Lathan or anybody. Right. Um, I, I feel like that is his opinion of kind of playing a footsie with apathy. I'm not saying he's going to not vote or vote for Trump. He's not from everything I've heard when I've listened to a show, I've never heard him say anything like that, but he has a lot of consideration for the idea, especially of black people not feeling like voting and a lot of times it's to me the logic is spotty at best. Um and that's fine if he wants to, you know, trot out that what I would call faulty logic and be like, Well, I understand it. I mean, I understand a lot of things. I have empathy for a lot of things. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna use my show to kind of give cover for it, you know. I understand for example, I understand why black men in America who have been oppressed and whatnot um i understand where the anger comes from i understand where the uh resentment comes from i understand where the need to protect ourselves comes from but when we're talking about say a woman who was attacked or killed or something by a black dude i'm not gonna be on the show like well you gotta understand man brothers be emmett till like it's not it's not the time to me and so when I bring up those points, is it's also sending another message of like, and also I'm not excusing it, but I kind of understand. And, it, and it's like, to me, that point is a germane at the moment. And so this person was uh, tweeting me saying how like, well, the Republicans, uh, and, 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 and once it, I, I, can't, I don't know how I can explain it even better, but I don't look at Republicans and Democrats as politicians. When I say Republicans and Democrats, I'm talking about voters. Mm-hmm. The voters on that side, the voters on the other side. That's it. Because I don't think the politicians are anything more than an avatar for us. Right. The The politicians are what keep you from killing your neighbor. Yes. Because you can blame a politician for things not going right and not the motherfucker that says, I am voting to keep you from having the right to vote. <laughs> that's and true. so you don't have to worry about driving next down the street next to a car with a MAGA thing on it. You just go, nothing that can be done about that. I guess uh, at least if we vote, then we'll da-da-da-da. And the thing is, our side ain't got it like that. We ain't the ones to run up on nobody anyway. Mm-mm. So even if all the politicians resign tomorrow and say, y'all work it out amongst yourselves, Americans, 
Our side don't have the guns or the willpower to do anything but protest and be sad and march in the streets and hope somebody somewhere with some power would do what we want them to do. Right. That is all we've ever really done on that side. Um, and if if we fought, we haven't had enough numbers to truly fight. Like, it hasn't, like, it, this ain't no Civil War shit, right? Anyway. So... This person's hitting me up and it's like, listen to this segment. Have you listened to the newest segment on the show? And I'm like, but why would I do that? Did you not listen to our segment? What's the? Are you hitting them up, asking them to come listen to us? And 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 are you asking them to have us be guests on their show? No. So why are you approaching us like that? They're living in their own world. If I wasn't asked to give commentary on them, I would have never given commentary on them. It, if they're not giving commentary on us, that makes sense. They don't know who the fuck we are. We right. ain't nobody. Um, so I thought it was kind of like uh, weird to approach me, but it made me get to a point that I want to crystallize for people. And it, and this is why it relates to this Lauren Boebert thing. So the thing that happens is Lauren Boebert, win or lose, regardless of how chaotic her life is, regardless of how hypocritical she has acted right Mm -hmm. dating this democrat man getting finger banged in beetlejuice her fucking children are criminals uh she's when she's taking pictures with her kids holding guns and shit like it doesn't matter to the people who will continue to vote for her right now you would think well why doesn't it matter like these are things that they say they're against and this is the point about when you call Democrat politicians weak, but act like Republican politicians are strong. This is why I say you fundamentally misunderstand America and you miss the point. When a Democrat does anything outside of whatever parameters we've decided they should live in. Yeah, they realize- hold, hold on, please. Our voters go home and quit. That's the difference. We're soft. We're weak. We're bitch made. We're whatever word terms you want to use. We quit. We go, I didn't get everything I wanted. I'm going to fuck home. And what happens is, and I think Van Lathan, according to this segment, which I didn't listen to, but this is what the person said on Twitter. When you say like, well, the Democrats, they want, they didn't codify Roe. And one time Obama mentioned it, but it didn't happen. And then uh, 2016 with a justice, up, a Supreme Court justice seat, empty people said i'm giving the apathy and we go that's obama's fault and i think that's the opposite because the difference is republicans fought for 50 years to get roe v wade overturned what happens is once they get it overturned we go why can't we be like them because we're pussies we're we're we're, because we're balls (laughs) not pussies we're balls we're weak we get touched we get tapped and we give up we like (laughs) We are, we are just, we are so eager to quit. That is the main difference. And that's not a politician thing. That's a voter thing. Politicians do what they are mandated to do, what they have the power to do. They, we live in a country where our sides are polarized, but we're so polarized. We start thinking we have a, we think we have a mandate that we don't. We can't say, Hey, codify something. When we don't have the fucking seats to do it. Why don't we have the seats to do it? Because there's a Republican part of this country that also votes. So you end up with this middle of the road compromise shit because you don't have a choice. It's not because the Democrats run and they go, ah, I give up. 
You know who else did a lot of compromise in the last X amount of years? Republicans did. But it somehow it does not count against them when they compromise and keep the government open after saying they were going to shut it down. That never counts against them. When they come to the table with Biden, it only hurts Biden that there was a compromise, but it never hurts Republicans that they also compromise on the ideals that they ran on. And I'm not playing that bullshit game because I feel like they have brainwashed y'all. Y'all have fallen for the bullshit and you're sitting up there going, man, it's really messed up that Democrats put out. There was one candidate in a in a in a in a red district that the only way that that Democrat could have won was to be uh, pro-life. Uh, uh, anti-choice and they went ahead and supported that person and he ended up winning the seat that's fucked up they should have said uh they should have stuck to their ideals and i'm like and not win the seat and so when that person votes for every fucking thing else that a republican would never vote with democrats on we're gonna count that as a bad thing meanwhile republicans have that shit happen all the time there are pro-choice fucking republicans in office in congress there's Republicans that vote against shit that Republicans say they want to do all the goddamn time. But none of but what happens is we look at them as a monolith. We go, they're winning all the time, or they're they 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 stake in line. No, they don't. They don't. Liz Cheney had to go two years ago or whatever. They don't all stick to whatever. They are just like the Democrats. Liz Cheney be in their Joe Manchin. But somehow Joe Manchin, a knock on all Democrats and all democratic politicians and whatever he fucked up is every democrat's fault meanwhile republicans we just treat them like hey man listen they they get it they get they know what they're doing over there and here's all i'm saying for the last fucking time i hope the difference isn't in the politician it's in the voters their voters will go well if y'all said this person is blank and we need their power to increase our power, then fuck it. What? He's a rapist? Okay. He paid for abortions? I'm against abortion? I don't give a damn? Oh, he's closeted gay? Who cares? That's the fucking difference. It is not the politicians. It is us. You want to be like Republicans? Be like me. And be like, fuck it, bro. We, we're voting against them. That's it. It's that fucking simple. It's never, even if you like, I, I don't, this Democrat, I don't like everything they're doing. I'm not really fucking voting for that, am I? I'm voting to keep these motherfuckers out. I mean it. Please don't ever make me have to explain this bullshit again. Because I feel like I've done it many times. If you're not going to bring some new shit to me where it's like, I never even considered that. I don't even know what the fuck to tell you. You just want to hear this again? I mean, other people might get wishy-washy. I'm not. I'm resolute. If I'm alive in November, I'm fuck. I know how I'm voting. It ain't that fucking hard to me. And that's how the people that vote for Lauren Boebert are. And if you want to beat them, you're gonna have to keep that same energy. We talk about when they go low. Oh, Michelle Obama, what did she say? They go low. We go high. Fuck that bitch. I can't believe she said that. I go even lower. No, you don't. Because going lower would require being like, I don't really like the choices I have. But I'm going to stick it to them. That's what the fuck going low is. Going low is this dude don't check off every fucking box I like him to check off for me. But I can't. I refuse to give in to y'all. That's it. 
Y'all don't like it? Too fucking bad. We're, we need to win. That's it. And if more motherfuckers actually put their backbone into it, we that's the biggest irony. You get the shit you wanted. If Democrats had fucking a mandate, meaning they had so many seats in Congress and the Senate and the presidency that they were at, they were like, um, yeah, codify row. Sure, we got plenty of votes to spare. Why not? Fuck it. Let's do it. Hey, let's get the VRA back. They can't strike that down if we all agree. But we know the rules. You need like a 60-vote majority. We be sending these motherfuckers up there with 50, 50, and then one for the vice president and being like, why y'all ain't get everything? I'm sorry you didn't pass civics, but that's why the fuck you ain't getting everything. It's that goddamn simple. We're giving them zero margin for error and then going, damn, man, y'all fucked up again. <laughs> it's insane. So, yeah, that's I, I don't know what you want from me, but I ain't heard anybody talk about this in a way that made me go, well, shit, I get it now. No, I do understand why people are apathetic, but I don't have to, I don't have to co-sign, agree with, or even motherfucking respect it. Because you know what you... <laughs> Pathetic and apathetic. Real fucking close to me. Real fucking close to me. And I'm not pathetic. So I'm going to fucking keep trying. And they don't have to. Fine. But don't fucking put them niggas in my fucking face again, dog. I don't care what they're talking about over there. Good luck to them. They made their mind up. I bet they're as resolute as I feel right now about not doing shit or about making room for the people that don't want to do shit and making sure their feelings feel assuaged and feel good about sitting their ass at home not doing shit but complaining all the goddamn time. I'm sure they have made a safe space for those people over there. And maybe their listenership's going to be bigger because of that. Good for them. I'm not interested in making that kind of a space. I hope you feel fucking bad. When you listen to us talk about, yeah, man, we got we voted in our primary this. Oh, man, we bringing up this topic on the show again. We talking about this, that, and the other. I hope you feel fucking bad if you're one of these apathetic-ass niggas that's out here like, man, I don't even see no point. They all the same to me. When we bring up LGBTQ news like Karen goes on in them voting rants, I hope, fucking, I hope your soul shrinks. I hope you're like, damn, am I fucking up? Because you are. And it ain't even that hard what we asking you to do. We're not asking you to fucking... We're not asking you to go in front of the White House and burn yourself to death. Okay? We're not asking you to go fuck somebody up. All this other shit that people do recommend and then go, but don't vote. We're not even saying. We're asking you, here's your God-given right. Use that shit. Use it to get some of the shit you want. I've already talked about the Obama Democrats and the, how their feelings were so important to them. It's all about my feelings and my feelings and I need to feel a certain way. Well, I happened to be a grown-ass man when Obama came into office. Right. My feelings was not the number one thing. I would have voted for fucking Dukakis that year. It didn't fucking matter. Me too. He was an excellent president. He ran an excellent campaign. That's beautiful. But at no point was I sitting up there like, oh, man, post-racial America. No, I said, oh, they're going to be on this nigga harder than ever. Every day he gave a speech, I fucking lived in fear that he was going to get fucking shot because I know this country. Me too. I know this country. So, I no, I wasn't naive. I wasn't just turning 18, Similac behind the ears or whatever, smelling like Similac wet behind the ears. I wasn't doing that. I was grown, so I don't. This is grown-up shit that I'm talking about. And I don't care about making people feelings feel better about it. Mm -mm. 
so there that's my banter and also fuck Lauren Bobert <laughs> I, I hope she lose <laughs> I do too I hope she lose too and I 100% I 100% agree with you, and and, uh, similar to you, I am resolute in my feelings. I am resolute in how I vote, Um, and my thing is, it's funny when you talk to people and you tell people that I'm not worried because I'm going to vote, and I'm voting Democrat, and long as Joe Biden is kicking, whoever the Republican person, I mean Democratic person is, that's who I'm voting for. And a lot of people go, but it's sad. It's not sad for me. There's nothing to be sad about because I and my. This is my opinion. A lot of people lie to themselves about the reality of what's in front of them. Like, like, like let's keep it real. And I think a lot of people they feel bad. No, the reality is we have two choices. That is the reality that you are faced with if you live in America and you vote. There's no third party because it's a waste of a vote. There's there, there's no you either. There's no. I mean, you worry about what you can control. Right. I can't be worried about other shit. I don't know how to control that, and it's not my job. You know, um, I was listening to The Daily, and they were bringing up the, um, God, I, I don't want to take the name, but there were people that were basically voting in Michigan in the primary to show that they disapprove of Biden's handling of Israel. And I forget what the vote was called, but it was something like, term that they had you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. the the such and such vote or whatever right and like you just write in whatever and so i want to say last night non-committed thank you they were saying uh last night they were at like 14 percent or whatever whatever and i don't know what the final tally will be but it was a protest vote right and so i saw people arguing and if it was a good number or a bad number there were people being like oh y'all thought y'all had a big number that ain't shit and then there were people that were like, uh, that's a big, that's a good number. That's a, that, that'll show Biden that it's important and all this stuff. And at the same, and I saw people fighting about it, but here's the thing. And, and I mean this, I don't care. And I don't mean, I don't care about the issue. I mean, I can't be like, well, fuck it, man. I guess, uh, we gotta just let Trump win. No, it's hey, I hope that by the time November gets here, enough of those people either go Biden has done something or enough or whatever the fuck to change my mind or enough of those people uh, that don't, that you know, like if they don't vote, hopefully it's not enough to swing the entire state or whatever. But at the end of the day, I have no control over that. Mm-mm. I have no control. And I think they did what they're supposed to do. Newsflash, it's a protest vote. They're protesting. This is the time to do that shit. If you're going to make a statement about, hey, the I don't like something you're doing and I am willing to vote, this is the time to fucking do that shit. Now, can Biden stop it? I don't know. And I don't, I, technically, I don't actually think so, to be honest. But it don't really fucking matter. If that's your issue and you want to say, hey, listen to our voices, here's a tally of how many people you're letting down, that's when you do it. It's the same way I felt about when people got mad when, the people protested at Mother Emanuel. Well, it's a protest. I, it's not for, it's not a uh, let's all be happy test. It's a motherfucking, I'm disrupting. I want to make a point. And this is part of the fucking, this is how I've chosen to make that point. You know, if you really want that shit not to matter, then A, do what they say. Or B, 
Go out and fucking vote anyway and make that number not matter. That's the only choices you really have. Period. So no, I'm not worried about it. I can't get worried about it. But yeah, it, it's it's we will see how that shit looks in November, but it it ain't I'm doing everything I fucking can and I've thought about everything I can about it. And I think that's the part I want to nail today and hopefully never again. Hopefully motherfuckers do not need a reminder every month. I'm not here to give stump speeches. Okay? Like you know how we feel. I don't think it could be clearer. And I don't want to keep wasting my time. Uh, let's see. Um, what else could we talk about? Uh, do you know what popcorn brain is? No. Is it for being forgetful? It is. Um, That's what it sounds like. If you struggle to focus on single thoughts or a task, find yourself constantly distracted by social media, you may have what's known as popcorn brain. Mm. David Levy as a researcher who coined this term in 2011 it refers to a person's attention jumping quickly from thought to thought like kernels popping in popcorn a 2003 study by the university of california irvine uh oh we gave a speech there um Mm -hmm. found the average attention span has was two minutes and 30 seconds in 2012 the average dropped to 75 seconds now it's 47 seconds Ooh, that's a big drop yeah, that popcorn brain. I mean, it makes sense. I told because there's a lot of things that demand your attention now, and with the with social media and the internet and things like that, and everything being bite sized, everything being small, everything being 140 characters or less, everything being shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Uh, I would, I think, I want to say, was it one of them podcasts I listened to? I think it was a podcast, maybe an article I read. They was talking about. Uh, people's uh, attention uh, uh, spans and they was also talking about you have a generation of older managers that are having issues with younger employees that don't want to read emails they want everything through through uh, teams and stuff like that and the manager's like no I sent you an email please read my email in its entirety and because you have a generation that's bought up in short, 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 a lot of the reading comprehension has went down. A lot of the long form reading has went down because a lot of times when you get to emails, emails demand more attention, particularly if they're long, if they're detailed. Some emails like word problems where you have to pull shit out and you have to understand what's being said and you might have to ask questions. A lot of managers, older managers are having a hard time because they was like, they can't get some of the younger employees to understand everything can't be short. You can't keep hitting me up in teams, ding, 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 all damn day long when I need for you to actually do some long form shit. It's interesting because I feel like one of the reasons I love podcasts is because it's long form. And whenever I hear the advice on podcasts, it's always make it shorter, make it quicker, make it shorter, make it quicker. And I'm always like, yeah, but we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about how the shorter, quicker is part of how we got so fucked up as a society. Everything being needing to be short and quick for you and, and sum it up and get it, wrap it up. A lot of context is left out. That's why people read headlines, go off, and don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, and so in the emails, I, I, it reminded me also how I prefer email for people that contact our show. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that will DM me something, and it doesn't happen or it doesn't get done. And it's like, 
because I'm not in the DMs all the time. Right. I, 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 my workflow is the is send an email. You mm-hmm. send an email, I'll take a look. I'll see what I can do. That's that corporate America. You send me a fucking DM on Instagram, I might not look at that shit for five days. Right. Two weeks. I don't pay that shit no attention. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it sucks because I'm not trying to be a dick. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the way my brain's set up. My brain is like, yeah, that's not for that. So I, that's why I can relate to what you were saying about, you know, something being in. And that's the other thing, too. We get scatterbrained because something's in. Some, one thing is in an email, one thing's in the Slack, one thing's in the right. whatever chat, and one thing's a text. And it's like, when was that thing? What was that thing? What happened with that thing? Yes. You know? Um, but this is also uh something that i brought up a long time ago the show i said eventually we're gonna get studies of what social media has done to us mm-hmm. and i feel like we're starting to get more and more of these studies and it, it ain't looking too good Mm-mm. yeah they're gonna talk about how how it impact reading comprehension skills it's going you know it like it's gonna talk about how it comp how it impacts um uh you have kids coming in now who have grown up on cell phones a lot of teachers you know they talk about how you know, they try to get them to talk back and forth and everything is uh, shorthand. And they was like, no, use the whole word. Like they write, like they talk and shit. They're like, no, use the standard English speak, please. Like, don't be shorthand in your paperwork and shit like this. Like, don't be trying to make it 140 characters or less. Like, this is a term paper. What are you doing? Um, the experience, social media is a major contributing factor to the declining attention span, according to Dr. Camille Atta. Um, the experience is extremely addictive, more addictive than any other activity because you have these small amounts of dopamine being stimulated on a very frequent basis and to stop the pattern is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Mental health experts suggest reducing social media time rather than trying to quit cold turkey. Experts also suggest participating in screen-free activities and focusing on one thing at a time rather than trying to multitask. I guess if you want to get some of your attention span back. But I think it's, honestly, I think this is irreparable. I don't think it's ever coming back. Mm-mm. I think it's a, the kind of thing that, you know, J.L. Covan can complain about on Rain on Your Parade um, because it can't be fixed. And it just makes us all sound like old people when we're like, well, the, you're on your phone and you're talking on the, at the dinner table. But honestly, it's that is a new thing that is not going away. I don't think we're ever putting the phones down. I don't think we're ever not looking at screens anymore. I don't think you're going to a movie and not checking your uh your notifications every once in a while. I think uh I think I think we've lost this battle already. Yeah, we 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 have and the technology and the the way it's implemented and the people that design these things uh done has done studies. They studied the human brain and they studied things that excited, things that keep it intrigued things that keep it coming back they've studied it so well that you know they make social media like drugs they was like yeah we've done studies to show when we do this this and this it makes your brain light up just like you're high or just like you're on drugs like so they've studied it so yeah. that's why I, that's why when i say it's a drug you either do a little bit or a lot if you have any form of a social media account people don't want to accept the reality of that like for me i've cut back a lot and there are periods of time for me personally well i just don't be online at all because I'm like, hey, I just want to do something else that doesn't yeah, involve I, this. I think, yeah, I don't even pretend that. Like, I'll be online. I'm scrolling. I'm looking at shit. I don't know what people... I feel like that's the other thing. I feel like people be lying. Yeah, they do. Everybody is... 
I well, you know what I do is it's like we're all on that bitch. I don't know mm-hmm. what to tell you. Yes, you're not special. Mm-mm. You're on there. Some of my homies, my best friends, man. You know I'm doing this and I'm getting off of Twitter and da, da, da. and then I go on Twitter. They be on there fussing with some motherfucker they ain't got no business talking to. <laughs> it just is what it is, right? You know? And it's and I think part of the problem is because of our binaries, no gray area. We've turned social media into all bad or all good. And the truth uh truth is it's, it's kind of like everything. It's a lot of lot of bad and a lot of good. Yeah, it's a mixture. You know, I had a great conversation with that person that said that wanted to ask me to listen to Van Lathan's podcast segment. I thought the conversation was good. Now look, I can't speak for them. Maybe they somewhere listening like fuck Rod. But I thought <laughs> I thought it was a good conversation. I I was like, what what would you like me to say? Like what is what could possibly have happened? Da, 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 da. And, you know, I implored, it kind of ended the conversation, but I implored them, like, ask yourself what it is you want from me. Right. Because I don't know what you would want from me. If this, if honestly, if there's an ask to be asked here, you should be asking Van Lathan to have us on. If that's what the problem is, because I I don't, and I'm not saying I want that. But if that's, if your thing is like, I want someone to analyze his views and challenge him. I mean, he doesn't seem opposed to that. It doesn't have to be me. I'm sure he has plenty of people that can come on there. But mm-hmm. my point being, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do about that. I said I know what his opinion is. But I didn't. That's not a bad thing to happen today. Uh, when I'm high and scrolling Facebook reels and watching this dude get beat up by himself as Batman over and that over. That shit is hilarious. That's a good thing to me. Yes, now I so do I don't, be loving them TikToks. I'm not even gonna lie; that them be so much fun. So, like, I, you know, I people are like, oh, I spent hours scrolling. You know what they used to hate, guys? And this is real. You have to go way back in the annals of history to know this. They used to hate books. They used to be like, "What the fuck are these books? How are you gonna be reading books?" And shit, when you need to be tilling the lower 40 acres, man. Why aren't you praying? Why aren't you? You know what book you should read? The good book. The Bible. Like, that used to be the thing. Like, whatever the next thing is, the brain chip that is going to be. Oh, I remember we used to look at our phones. And and why can't you just look at your phone at the dinner table like we used to when we sat around and you watch Netflix and I'd be on TikTok and your daddy would be... (laughs) Your daddy would be reading the news app. The good old days. And we'd be together (laughs) as a family. In the same room. As we all kind (laughs) of ignored squid games in the background, but we had to turn to the English because the subtitles we couldn't follow because that means you had to look at that screen and read it. And we just want to hear it so we don't have to pay attention as we don't pay attention while I'm playing Marvel Snap. Why can't we have (laughs) the good days? The good old days. You used to go into church and you'd be... And you be you be playing uh, uh, solitaire on your tablet, and you but but you but there you were in church together <laughs> as now a you, unit. Now y'all got your VR headsets on in virtual church. <laughs> and you got VR headset on one side with the church, and on the other side is doing some type of VR porn. What is going? We are losing recipes. What is wrong with our people? <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's what we 20 years away from that shit anyway. Of so. course we are. Who gives a fuck? Uh, counterfeit condoms uncovered in a $150,000 <gasps> Houston bust. Counterfeit condoms, which means they ain't protecting nothing. Counterfeit condoms. I'm assuming that's what the counterfeit mean. What the fuck? What are, what's the clue that they counterfeit? Were they like, hey, man, I got Magnums. Buy one, get one free. Mm. 
kind of seem like the kind of uh, thing you don't mm, want to get a mm, good sale on. I mean, what did you do? I got the Atex instead of the latex. <laughs> what is this? Are we dropping letters? Did you got? Did you get them from? Did you get? Did you get them from a yard sale? <laughs> Y'all got these condoms, man. Slightly used, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, no worries no! for the wear. <laughs> I rolled them back up and everything, bro. You good? You good? Mm-hmm. You want these no lifestyles, sir? If you don't get away from me. <laughs> you gonna have a different lifestyle when you had this baby. <laughs> you because that's why I said no lifestyle. Your lifestyle yeah. is gonna be at the house. You gonna have a different lifestyle. It's gonna be called the herpes lifestyle. You got it now because mm-hmm. you because you had to get a sale on these. How condoms. do you have counterfeit condoms? <laughs> what do you do? You pull them out and blow them up like uh, chew them like bubble gum. The fuck is this? It's never. It's never good. It's never good when you be like, I don't want no condoms. I'm good, and they be like, All right, well, how about two for ten? Like they know what the price is. When they haggle with you on the condoms, <laughs> it's, not, it's a bad sign. It's a bad when, sign. When they come out with the condoms, it's not even in a box. Right. They sell them individually like they do Lucy's. Right. Like the Lucy's cigarettes. Hey, man, I got a black and mild condom. Just let me know. <laughs> Just let me know what you need. Right now, you may have heard of counterfeit shoes, purses, even electronics. However, here is a new one. Police arrested two men for selling counterfeit condoms. ABC at 13, Giovanni Lee. Is the logo fucked up? Like when you go to the flea mall and you try to get like a Carl Kanai jacket, but it's like Carl Kanai, that's a C. Why? Carl don't start with no C. <laughs> like, like is, this, is it like that on the side? It's Trojans with a G instead of a J. Oh, no. What the fuck is a Trojan condom? Need <laughs> you reports from Northwest Houston tonight with the story. Lighters and condoms are at the core of these court documents. The label, the packaging in many cases is so good that to the uninformed consumer, it looks just like the real thing. According to several charging documents, more than $150,000 worth of brand name Bic lighters and Trojan condoms were counterfeited. Police claim Ali Zishan and Danju Shiba intentionally distributed the products. Organized retail crime is on the upswing, and it is being done by large organizations. Police believe the distribution point of the fake rubber factory was inside of this business complex in northwest Houston. The owner of the building did not comment on what happened, and neither suspect responded to our messages. How enterprising do you have to be to do a fake rubber factory? I would have never thought of any of this shit. Me either. Somebody seen a hole in the market and was like, bet. And now they got a hole in the condoms. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And this is really a growing problem. Customs and Border Protection tries to stop these counterfeit goods from coming into the United States, but sometimes they do make it in. And recent CBP data shows the crime is simply getting more lucrative. Last year alone, the agency seized $2.4 billion of fake product. And back in 2017, they seized more than 40,000 fake condoms coming from China. If you think of the value, particularly as you maybe move into high-end luxury shoes, bags, apparel, um, the price tickets. We're talking about billions and billions of dollars. And health experts say these fake condoms don't guard against STDs and pregnancy. We also asked Houston police for more details about how they busted the counterfeit condom scheme, but they didn't give us any more information. But both men have since bonded out of jail. Oh, somebody reported. And that's why we have to have ads for fatherhood because of shit like that. Um, wow. Final, and like, 
That means finally somebody will be telling the truth when they be like, I did wear a condom. I don't know how she got pregnant. They be, we be telling the truth. They be like, I don't know. Right. Girl, I ain't give you no STD. Yes, you did. I we use a condom. You saw it. I took it out of that lifestyle with a with two eyes. Ah! <laughs> oh man. I took it out of the bowl. Why was the condom in the bowl? Y'all be safe out there, man. Oh my God. <laughs> right? That's a lot. This is why I don't be having sex with people. Specifically this. This is it's not the marriage. <laughs> it's not the marriage. It's not the vows we made in front of God. No, it's the they selling bootleg condoms, guys. Okay, you out here playing with your mind. You better, you better go to the regular ass store. Don't be trying to get get it on the black market at the flea mall. Right, and that's why I always go wrong. One hundred percent. Because if you're not, because that's the only way to be sure that you. All right. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get into some other news. Um, who news time deandrea sanders says she's done feuding with dreezy following her their recent spat over jacques i know none of them names you might as well have been talking about a video game. <laughs> Who is this? I thought you liked video games. I do, but none of my characters is named this. DeAndrea Sanders. Who do you think that is? Relate Deion Sanders. All right, let's see. D is spelled kind of like it. DeAndrea Sanders is Deion Sanders' daughter. So you one for one. Okay. Uh, She is apparently... Done with all that shit following her recent feud, feud, feud with Dreezy. Who is Dreezy? Uh, bro, I'm assuming a rapper. Siandria Sledge, better known by her stage name Dreezy, is an American rapper, singer, and songwriter. Now, by context clues, certain names, I'd be like, that sounds like a rapper. <laughs> and lastly, uh, it's over their recent spat over... Jacquees. Jacquees. is either a rapper or a social media personality. Okay. Well, you were close. He is an American R&B singer. Okay. So, he is the king of R&B. Wait. Oh. Wait a minute. Is this the guy I'm thinking about? How you say his name? How you pronounce it? Am I pronouncing it wrong? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Jacquees pronunciation. Jacquees. Somebody said, oh, he, somebody said he's a self-proclaimed. Yeah, he's the self-proclaimed king of uh, R&B. Okay, so he so he put his own crown on? On his Instagram, he goes, I king of R&B with a crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get into the news, the who news. Uh, the two women surprised many by airing their grievances online earlier this week. The conflict allegedly began when Dreezy made a post suggesting that her ex was obsessed with her. Numerous individuals, DeAndrea included, uh, sub, uh, presumed that she was referring to Jaquise, who is currently romantically involved with DeAndrea. Uh, DeAndra. Uh, DeAndra caught wind of the post and alleged that Dreezy sent underwear to Jaquise's house. Dreezy quickly responded with screenshot messages between her and Jaquise that 
showed he still had strong feelings for the rapper, even going as far as to suggest that they should have a child together. Oh, Jaquees, I can't believe it. Mm, 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 mm. Out here embarrassing people. Hope you ain't buy them bootleg condoms. Mm. As the Negro's turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this sound like to me. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow morning. <laughs> However, it seems as though the feud may be over as Deandra recently shared in a series of tweets she was done with Jockeys and Dreezy. This is now beneath me for real. Got me arguing with a dusty ass bitch over a dog ass nigga. I need to snap back. Y'all can have each other. Go be toxic and let the devil continue having his way with y'all. I'm done with all this shit. She added, coming at me like I can't go get a real man, a hundred million dollar nigga tomorrow. Bitch, the best you can get is Jaquees. LOL. That nigga lucky I even looked his way. You lucky I even gave you some shine. Y'all stay in your lane. You got him and you can have him. Enough is enough. Despite feeling hurt by the situation, Deandra is remaining positive. And mo- that sounds like the end of Cheaters. <laughs> yeah. Despite feeling hurt by the situation, DeAndrea is remaining positive and moving forward for the recent spat. <laughs> and the conclusion coming up <laughs> yes. next time on Cheetahs. Bitch, that's my brother. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I ain't saying another thing in this foolery. Done took me out of character and shit. Shit does hurt, but oh well. <laughs> Every black man that don't go to therapy. Uh, shit does hurt, but oh well. It is what it is. Nah, it happens to the best of us. Well, that's close to it. It is what it is. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can go up from here. Y'all can't. I'm done with this shit. So, mm-mm-mm. I think she's actually hurt, guys. I think she's trying to act I, like she's not hurt. I would say so. She also tweeted, I'm just so heartbroken. I don't think I ever felt like this before, but it is what it is. I pray for God to show me. I know we should never question God, but sometimes I question why even allow me to love this hard if you knew. I just feel so stupid and so dumb, but I think she deleted that. I want to, if you want to believe that, then so be it. I actually don't talk to niggas with girlfriends. Hint, while we was friends for so long, if anything... You taking your anger out on the wrong person, I think, doesn't reply to somebody. So she got quite a few tweets off about this. Uh, so I feel bad for for her. And uh, sorry that those two scum, bucket, gutter, donkeys are even uh, putting you through all that, Deandra. Okay? Now, I don't know if she the daughter that lied on, uh, <laughs> lied on the HBCU. <laughs> i hope not i hope not i hope i'm not co-signing that but even then getting your heart broke sucks all it right. does all right let's move into something else see what we could talk about here um what is this article about okay yeah we'll do a little bit of um fucking with black people um we're just fucking with them people because they black we're just fucking with them people because they black we're just fucking with them black people we're just fucking with them blacks we're just fucking with Fucking with black people. Hey! 
party canceled at the local backlash an organizer of a white not white clothes but like white people only white people news yep white people only okay because you know nigger negroes have white parties so i was like okay you don't have to be lonely at whitepeopleonly.com <laughs> an organizer of a whites only party in sri lanka has apologized at the event, sparked a backlash online. Now, I do have to ask because I've never been, mm-hmm. and I'm only going off of stereotypes in a very, uh, very not uh, worldly knowledge of international places. Is Do Sri Lanka got black people like that? Because I feel mm-hmm. like if you was going to have a white people only party and it's in Sri Lanka, can't you just, you know... Have a regular ass party? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the breakdown? I gotta, I gotta look up the racial breakdown to see what why you have to do that. Um, okay, so this isn't right. Well, Sinha Lee seventy five percent, Sri Lankan Tamil eleven percent, Sri Lankan Moors nine point two percent. That's probably the black people. Indian Tamil four point two percent and point five percent. I don't. What does that mean? See now I'm googling to see what the what the Sri Lankan people look like. This is this is so ignorant, but it came up first. Oh no, they black. I mean, well they not black. They brown. They brown. They not so so, so y'all was being racist. So that means is there like a brown brown, like a lower brown in you? This I put sixteen portraits of Sri Lankan people. That's that's what came up. Uh, and this, th- these look like yeah, brown, brown people. people. Yeah, they brown people. So y'all really went out y'all way to be racist. Uh, so they must have like in, in like enter within the community like certain levels of brown. I'm no, I'm no. What I'm guessing is there were some white people that live in that country oh. who are like, hey, it's ten of us. We want to have a beach just to ourselves as white folks. Okay, I'm with you now. And then the local people found out and said, "The fuck." They're like, "No." But let's see what it is. The event's advertising specified a white dress code, but also had a line saying face control white, which was largely interpreted to mean the event was only open to white people. Face control? What is face control? I don't know. That's that, a new phrase for if me. If that's some racism, that's some good racism because I, I would not I have picked up on it. I would have missed that. I would have showed up. I mean, I don't go to parties, but if I was going to the party, I would have showed up in my white clothes. Like, okay, cool. They would be like, oh. Oh, no, you don't sir, meet the face control. What? Sir, <laughs> you didn't read the whole flyer. The face control is also white. Uh, uh, okay, well, how do I make white face control? Is it, right. Is it like when you do that tight nip, that tight lip nod that they do at work? You know, when you see a white person walking on a walking path the opposite of you and they do like this? Is it that? <laughs> Ow, they it's, tighten the lip up. Instead of this one? Instead of the... Yeah, they go down. Head back, they go head down with the tight lips. Mm. Buddy. I'm only breathing with my nose. I don't want any blackness to get in through my mouth. (laughs) 
That's, is that white face control? What is white uh, face control? I don't know. I, I would have been lost. The organizer later said the event was a bad idea, adding that it meant it was meant to bring expatriates, so it was literally white people. Expat, expats are um people that left other countries and now you're living in Sri Lanka or whatever. So it's like, oh, you're an expat from a white place. You know, oh, you're (gasps) white and you're from England. So we want to have a little get-together for white folks. Now it is interesting because when you're in a country that is majority not white, do you become a minority? I can see that. And then you think, because you don't really understand minority and white supremacy because you ain't go to no classes. Mm -hmm. Come on. The white people don't study that. Did they really think, no, we're the minority. We're just, this is like, if black people in America want to have a black student union, there's nothing wrong with that. We're okay with that because white people are the majority there. And here in this brown country, we're the minority. We want to have the white student union and y'all are still saying it's wrong. Now they didn't push back. So it sounds like they said, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't realize they would get this backlash. But it is an interesting thought experiment. Yeah, I, I could see somebody going, well, we just wanted to put it out to let people know, hey, but it's like, don't understand how this appears to be. Yeah. yeah you could just said expats and live it alone. Yeah, you could have said an expat party and, mm-hmm. and no one would have. Once you said white, it. though, because then, because like you probably could be an expat and not white, right? Uh, uh, yes. So like they were like, well, no, we don't want you know black showing up. Uh, backlash against the event was swift. Many on social media called it disgusting and racist. I know not all expats are like this, but this sort of thing should be stopped fast and stopped hard. One local restaurant owner said, how dare they come to a brown country and ban the people of that country? Uh, writing on Instagram under the handle Geo Ecstatic, a man who said he was the event an, an event organizer said there was no malice or racism in planning a party. We wanted to meet expats who have been living here for a long time and love Sri Lanka. The team supported me and a joint decision was made to quickly organize a party. Um, He added that he has since had to leave the country after receiving a barrage of abuse and threats. They, I mean, they love to throw that in there. Mm -hmm. And you probably, (laughs) a lot of them probably moved there because it's cheaper than wherever they from. Uh, Yeah, whatever. I just, Mm -hmm. they... Whites only party, no blacks allowed. Wow, y'all threatening me? Wow. I'm out. I'm y'all, the real y'all victim. Got mad. I'm the real victim here. <laughs> I kicked this hornet's nest and they had the audacity to want to sting me. How I, dare they? I didn't expect this to be such a sensitive moment for a huge number of people. I admit that it was a bad idea, and I understand how we that we created our, it ourselves out of stupidity. I deeply apologize to everyone whose feelings were hurt. Uh, the event was due to be held at the Sarak Sarak Sarak. Lounge in the southern coastal town of Unawatuna. That's a cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, the venue later posted a statement saying the party had been canceled. Cancel culture is real. <laughs> Apparently so. I always try to tell y'all, you know, y'all think it's a joke. The liberals love to say, oh, cancel culture, it's not real. Why y'all getting so upset over this? But y'all know the rules. Cancel culture can be cruel. It can be cruel. Especially to white people who want to just have a whites only party. Uh, the they said the staff said they did not conduct a thorough enough check and that severed ties with the event planners. They don't want that smoke. This is the beauty of having ninety nine percent of people be black in a place because they or brown and black in a place because they were like uh, nobody is on their side. <laughs> the venue, the the planner, like I left the country. Okay, I know what I was doing. Mm-mm. I'm out. Oh man. So, mm-mm-mm. um, 
The organizers, as well as the owners of the lounge, are believed to be Russian citizens. Um, many of the tourism businesses that are now owned by Russians in the area, now known by many as Sri Lanka's Little Moscow. Oh, man, that's crazy. Um, Russian embassy in Colombo later released a statement strongly condemning all forms of racial discrimination and nationalism. <laughs> They're like, we don't want y'all run, running up on, on us. <laughs> they ain't got no support. They was like, it's just 12 of us that come to work every day. We don't want them problems. Zero to 100, Karen. This gets a 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give it 20. That's, that's a good score. Yeah, because it's a little irritating, but at the same time, it's funny. But at the same time, I could see somebody doing this and not meaning no malice. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I see I, how I, they ignorant. got fucked up. Yes. I see how this this is the problem because, you know, white people don't feel the need to educate themselves right. on any of this stuff. So to them, they're like, but it's 10 of us. Why can't we hang out together? It's like, uh, you know why? You know why? <laughs> and as soon as it was pointed out to them, they were all like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's valid. <laughs> you got a valid point. It's the difference between someone saying black power and white power. You know why. You know why. Mm-hmm. Black power is afros and bell bottoms. White power is let's burn down uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We know the difference. There's a big difference. Um, San Francisco mm-hmm. is ready to apologize to black residents, but reparations advocates want more. Supervisors in San Francisco formally apologized Tuesday to African-Americans and the descendants for the city's role in perpetuating racism and discrimination, with several stating that this was just the start of reparations for black residents and not the end. The vote was unanimous, with all 11 board members signed on as sponsors to the resolution. The historic, this historic resolution apologized on behalf of San Francisco to the African-American community and their descendants for decades of systemic and structural discrimination, targeted acts of violence and atrocities, said Supervisor Shaman Walton, as well as committing to ratific- ratification and redress of the past policies and misdeeds. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, he is black. So it makes you want, like, and this is the thing I had with Obama when people was like, finally a black president, he should apologize, get the country to apologize for slavery. And I'm like, I hear what you're Mm -hmm. saying. And I'm not saying you're wrong. But the first and onlyest nigga to ever get the office being the one to be like, I'm sorry, black people, what America has done. It's not going to hit the way y'all think it's going to hit. Right. It's not going to hit the way y'all think it's going to hit. If you want peak, like, mm, you really need, like, Joe Biden doing it. Mm-hmm. You need Joe Biden to get reelected and apologize in his, like, re-inauguration speech. Like, ah! and then can the country over to Kamala Harris. That's what you need. <laughs> as soon as he gets sworn in, he be like, I'm retiring. You want peak anger and everything? That's what you fucking need. <laughs> Just peak. It's not, it's not going to feel the way you want it to feel. It's not going to, anyway. Um, San Francisco joins another major U.S. city in issuing an apology. What city do you think it is, Karen? I'll give you two guesses. Another city anywhere in the country? Anywhere in the country. What city? Somewhere in Washington, Seattle. Mm. Not Seattle. I'll give you one more guess. For the record, I would never get it right if I had to guess, but one more guess. Hmm. California. 
Don't worry, we're just doing a podcast. You can take as long as you want. No problem. I'm just thinking about what it, what are the other places that are like so. I won't say hippie, but you know they put people in the office that actually vote for shit like this. I don't know. I don't know. You don't even want to take a guess. All right. Fine. I mean, I can. If you get it wrong, the odds of getting it right is one in a billion. <laughs> it's okay if you get it wrong. What's wrong? <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm telling you right now, if I had to okay. guess, I'd get it wrong. Okay. I would go somewhere like mm, somewhere in the middle part of New York somewhere. So you say somewhere in New York. I would have guessed like Denver or some shit. Uh, that's a good one too. Yeah. It's Boston. I would have never guessed Boston. Boston, Massachusetts? You could have let me guess every city in the country. I wouldn't have got to Boston for so long. Boston? Boston when it came up on the list. Wow. Nine states have formally apologized for slavery. I wonder how many of them in the South. Very few. Right. It's like uh, people that didn't have slaves. Like Oregon, yeah, we sorry. (laughs) Right? Like uh, what about what South Carolina say? Mm, They said Mm -hmm. uh, segregation now, segregation Mm -hmm. forever over my dead body. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Now get back to work, boy. No, no. What the Texas got to say? Right. Oh, okay. Uh, they put the guns out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's right. go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Back in the bushes like Homer Simpson. Mm, yes, sir. Uh, we have much more work to do, but this apology most certainly is an important step, said Walton, the only black member of the board and the chief proponent of the resolution. Um, I mean, I guess if you're the only black person, you better be a chief proponent. Imagine you the black person. You like I, I could take it or leave it. To be honest, <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all white people decide. <laughs> <laughs> but like y'all cause the problem, y'all fix the problem. Right. They're gonna be like, sir, you can't be like this. Honestly, I'm kind of against it. I don't think you should apologize to niggas for shit. Um, <laughs> it is the first rep- reparations recommendation of more than 100 proposals made by a city committee to win approval. More than a hundred. How many are they gonna get to? The apology, the easy one. That's the layup. Yep. And that's why that's why that's why everybody's doing that and nothing else. Cause they can do that because the rest does, of that shit it doesn't tangible. require anything of them. Yeah, you know the rest of that shit tangible. Mm-hmm. Black people get to ride the bus for free. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. How are we defining black? Yep. So if Mike Tarico wanna ride the bus. All right. Uh, the African American Reparations Advisory Committee also proposed that every eligible black adult receive a $5 million lump sum cash payment and a guaranteed income of nearly $100,000 a year to remedy San Francisco's deep racial wealth gap. That one, I feel pretty sure saying, will never be done. Oh no, that would never be done. Not saying it ain't fair, and that's not what you should get. But they gonna issue they'll issue five million lump sum apologies before they issue a single dollar oh, child, of reparations to black people. They not gonna do it. A penny. Mm-mm. I hope they get it though. Cause if so, I'll be over there like a rice around the treat. Okay, I'll be <laughs> I'll be riding up and down them hills on the t- train cars or whatever they call it, trolleys. What y'all got over there? I don't know. I'll be over there. <laughs> I I be San Francisco as fuck. <laughs> uh, I be I be I be over there at the at the uh, airport calling it the wrong name mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Wayne Brady Airport. They be like, "Ma'am, that's not the Wayne Brady Airport." That's I don't think that's even close to the same jurisdiction of place, but sure. Mm-mm. That's what I call that airport we went to out there in Orange that's, County. <laughs> yeah, Orange County. That's not. I don't think that's San Francisco area. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. 
But there has been no action on those and other proposals. And some supervisors Tuesday took a dig at public safety measures on next week's March 5th city ballot that they say would harm black residents. Oh, so next week they got some safety things. Yeah. And they about to be outlawing blacks. Mm. Anyway, zero to a hundred, Karen. <laughs> I'm going to give this a fifty. Okay, it bothers me a little bit, but then at the same time, not trying to be funny. Maybe I'm one them Negroes. I just don't care because mm-hmm. either you're gonna do it or you ain't. Like yeah. you know, can't force you, can't make you. You know, do anything. I give it a. I guess I give it 75. I still fucked with it. I mean, they apologize, but I, I think the 75 is coming from the fact that I know they ain't going to do shit else on that recommendation, and that was the easy one. Yes. So, yeah, I guess if you're feeling... This is why I say I'm not a feelings person when it comes to voting and shit. It Mm-mm, just... About results. This don't do nothing for me. Nope. Nothing. I, 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 don't, I, I don't mean to be an asshole because I know people fought for this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to knock their work, but... The, the give me one of them other 100 things on that list and i feel like i you get b- a bigger response from me the apology with nothing after it is an empty it's an empty gesture especially when it's a black person having to do the fucking apology on behalf of the fucking city that's crazy yeah and i'm <clears> like <throat> you i i and like i said maybe it's age i'm very uh result oriented i you know sometimes a ugly fight if you win it, you want it, no matter how ugly or no matter how brutal it is. And I think a lot of people would rather have the appearance that they, quote-unquote, won the fight even if they lost just because it looks better versus just actually fucking winning. And I'm like, don't care. Won't win. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm not <clears> – I don't think anybody involved is believing that. Like, I think mm. everybody involved knew that the apology was the least amount they could do. And, of course, they chose to do the least – that they're gonna do and unless they enact any of those other hundred resolutions to me it's gonna stay at 75 because it just okay you apologize now what now what it's like a motherfucker being like i'm sorry i cheated on you anyway heading out the crib tonight don't ask me no questions it's like whoa 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 change behavior yes that's not how that goes uh all right discussion all right let's move on uh and let's do some uh guess the race it's been a few days since we did this mm-hmm. it's time to guess the race 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 all right you know what it is guess the race go around the globe find different articles guess the race of the people involved Karen plays along, Chapman plays along, and they're racist. A woman in Ireland lost a more than $800,000 in an injury lawsuit stemming from a car crash after photos showing her launching a Christmas tree during a post-holiday competition and winning the event. What? Camilla Grabska, 36, sued an insurance agency in the country, RSA Insurance, after a 2017 car crash. She claimed caused her debilitating debilitating neck and back pain that prevented her from holding down a job for five years. Grabska is a mom of two from the town of Enos in County Clare. 
The car accident was the result of someone hitting her car from the rear and allegedly left her unable to carry her young children or complete household chores. She quit her job shortly after, received disability payments, and argued that her previous and future lost income totaled more than $500,000. Newspaper reports, however, soon surfaced of Grabska entering into a Christmas tree throwing event. January 8, 2018, a year after the incident supposedly left her with disabling pain. The Irish High Court reviewed a photo of her launching a tree, uh, which described the judge described as a very graphic picture. The competition involves people throwing a five foot, throwing roughly five foot spruce trees as far as they are able. The court also reportedly reviewed video of her playing with a Dalmatian in the dog park for more than an hour. The judge ruled to dismiss the case following a review of the photos and video. Um, it is a very large natural Christmas tree. It is being thrown by her in a very agile movement. I'm afraid I cannot but conclude the claims were entirely exaggerated. On that basis, I propose to dismiss the claim. She denied that she faked her injuries while in court, saying she was trying to live a normal life. Ma'am, you are throwing trees. <laughs> ah! You lost your Christmas trees like cannons. Get the fuck out. Now, if you would if they would have had a picture of you leaving like a grocery store and you just happen to be carrying like double plastic bags in each arm coming from all these, I would have been like, that don't prove nothing. You know, she's just trying to get home. Tossing trees. Man, this ain't the strong man competition. <laughs> get your Paul <laughs> Bunyan ass out of here. <laughs> Was she like you pushing that, that big old thing you talk about pushing? The sled. Yes. Right. The uh, yeah, so uh, let's let guess the race. <laughs> then I'm assuming Camilla Grabska. Oh, white Karen's going with white, she won the competition yeah. and won. Like, you you couldn't just uh, face control. White says black rock, <laughs> face control. That's like one in a million type of luck. I know the prosecutors hit play afterwards, like, is we finished or is we done? No, that's not a race. White <laughs> welfare queen gotta stick with your lie. Uh, Wanda Sykes white. Uh, I am broken. Meanwhile, bitch is Supergirl white. As a white, uh, as white as the frosted tips of the Christmas tree white. Though too many unlucky charms white. You gotta fake it when you go outside. Stay a character. Ariel not playing the game. <laughs> the correct answer is white. <laughs> Wait till you see these pictures. She look at these pictures. <gasps> like And that's a huge tree. Right? She is throwing it with all her might too. Oh and my. that shit is getting distance. Oh my goodness. That tree fitting to go somewhere. Like, ma'am, look at how much elevation she getting on this tree throw. Oh, oh, and you're talking about like going on big ass Christmas trees too. Right. And that like five feet tall. How tall is that tree? She shot that from the tree throw line. <laughs> she she had to lift one foot up for that like a shot put right oh my god girl if you don't get the hell out of here right have another win and talk about i didn't fake my injuries man you won about, i just tried to live a normal life well that's the fucking point we gave you eight hundred thousand dollars because you said you can't <laughs> you should have came into court and been like it's a miracle i'm healed who could have seen this coming Ooh, could have seen it coming. Uh, all right. A bonsai woman is suspected mastermind of an $8 million retail theft ring that hit 200 plus Ulta stores. 
Oh, them the makeup stores. Mm-hmm. Michelle Mack is accused of paying as many as 12 women for their travel expenses, as well as providing them with a list of retail stores across the country uh, to target, including stores in 21 uh, counties across California. Oh, my goodness. This is insane. That's a whole ass thing. The com- a complaint alleges that Michelle Mack of Bonsai was the ringleader of an organized crime ring that stole nearly $8 million worth of makeup Goddamn. and other goods from stores, including hundreds of Ulta cosmetic stores across the U.S. and resold them online on her online Amazon storefront. Child, because the the ultra and the Sephora's, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. That shit in there be expensive. Mm-hmm. And put like this, you ain't getting nothing fake in now. Yep, that's pure thievery, though. Uh, according to the complaint filed by California Attorney General on Friday, more than three hundred thousand dollars worth of makeup and other products were found in her and Kenneth Mac shared home when a search warrant was served, December sixth, twenty twenty three. Um. Michelle Mack is accused of paying as many as 12 women for their travel expenses, as well as providing them with a list of stores. Oh, we already said this. Um, yeah, one of, her, one of her neighbors said, I see the justice system work slowly, but it seems to be working. But they didn't want to be named. I wouldn't either. You got uh, a whole ring happening. I, I don't want me to disappear underneath the foundation. I'm good. The makeup ring? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. That, if they doing real crimes after this, like it's the makeup mafia, that that's Mm-mm. sad. Uh, yeah, you f- you fuck around and you you see some dust and you be gone, gone, gone with the wind. Mm-mm. Uh, those stories and those stores include a Lens Crafters in Claremont and an Ulta store in Mira Mesa, which was one of the two hundred thirty one Ulta's hit across the country. Mm-hmm. Several Sephora stores were also targeted. It's great they're arresting them. It's unfortunate these people got involved so young and ruined their lives. It's not worth it, said Ulta Beauty employee Mary Bell Carmona. Yeah, makeup is a it's a big ring because a lot of people do a lot of counterfeit shit with that. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money in makeup. People, you know, they don't think of it as a big thing, but a lot of people use makeup across the board. And particularly if you want high quality and good kind that don't tear and fuck up your skin, you're gonna be paying for it. I mean, it's eight million dollars. This death in this death. Oof. So, you know, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Karen, guess the race. You got? Did you just say their names? Just, just Michelle Mack, the ringleader. Michelle Mack. Oh, white. All right, Karen's going with white for Michelle Mack of Bonsall. We'll check the chat room and see what they believe her race is. Um, where we at? There we go. Um. She was able to easily find foundation colors that match her skin tone. The neighbor didn't want to be named because they, they, they some eyeshadow. They, I guess they bought some eyeshadow on the low white. You bounce back from retail theft, much like a volumizing hair color. I don't know what race that is. White. Rihanna, black, black, white. I think she's a black. White because they rob places without bundles. <laughs> uh. Oh, Miss Smart. As white as the face cream she stole, the correct answer is white. Many of you missed it, though. Ooh, 
I can I can tell you why the person didn't tell. Yeah, because I bet you somebody like that, she probably selling that shit like Mary Kay. She was at the at the at the yoga spot at the at the gym spot. Like she was selling that shit. Everywhere. Well, they said she was doing it on Amazon, and my guess is that she was beating everybody's prices because her shit was stole. <gasps> Right. So like, it would, she, and it would be so low. So yeah. everything was a profit because you didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah, you were only paying for travel expenses to steal the shit from the store. And I would love to know what the actual instructions were to each person because they did a lot of successful stealing mm-hmm. until they got busted. So right. like, I wonder what they were doing. That's a good question. All right, Karen, you are two for two. Yay! That's a bitch was why I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I? Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. It's time to get gold, gold chain it's wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey eating baboon big guy fast running high jumping spear chucking 360 degree basketball. Meanwhile, the toothbrushes in the black CVS all under lock and key. Ain't it all? Uh, Connor Litka is a twenty. He's a twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old. He uh, last week walked into a Porsche dealership in Louisville, Kentucky, and he sought to purchase a car with a seventy-eight million dollar check. A check. A check. When told by employees at the Bluegrass Motorsport that they were not going to sell him the vehicle, he allegedly walked to the parts department looking for keys. Oh. <gasps> He ignored requests to leave the dealership until he got his vehicle, he said. Fearing that something bad was going to happen because of his behavior, a worker called the cops who arrested him after he again refused to depart the Porsche dealership. Charged with criminal trespassing and disorderly conduct, both misdemeanors. He is scheduled to appear in district court. A day before trying to pass the $78 million check, he attempted to purchase a vehicle from a nearby Land Rover dealership. He was only carrying a check for $12 million that day. We're going to ask for change. <laughs> That's not how this works. The, they don't, the cars don't even cost that much. He, he wrote the check for over the amount. Like, yo, let me get, uh, <laughs> can I have difference back? A Porsche and $50 million back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me get a Porsche and go ahead and throw an Acro on the side. And yeah, <laughs> give me some of them mini Jeeps. The citation lists Litka's resident as an apartment complex in Bloomington, Indiana, which is about 100 miles from Louisville. Well, how'd he get there? He don't got no car? <laughs> Apparently well, not. Maybe he got a regular car, but he ain't got no Porsche. No Porsche. Uh, according to his LinkedIn page, he's a business student at Indiana University, where he enrolled in 2021. He ain't got no job. <laughs> well, this is business. He was learning how to do it. Karen, guess the race. White. Karen says white for, what's his name? Uh, Connor Litka. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. White dude says Trey. For you to have the nerve to write a whole ass check and expect them to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. And then went looking for the keys when they wouldn't take the check. Right. All right well, just give me the keys then. Damn. Uh, white people confidence is astounding. Whitewash legion scam. White cockdacity. Gone in 60 crackers. <laughs> Uh, uh. New drug dealer's first dumbass purchase attempted white. White audacity. The correct answer is white. (laughs) 
Yeah, I just know Porsche don't cost seventy eight million, so he was really in there like mm-hmm. keep the change. Right. Like he re he wrote the check before knowing how much it cost is crazy to me. Like you supposed to pull out a checkbook and be like, now nah, what was the exact okay, cool. What's the down payment, basically? Yeah, not the down payment, but like pull out the check. You pull out the checkbook to know the amount. Yeah, you don't rewrite. You don't pr- write a check before you get to the dealership. Like uh, seven. What is that? Pay the cash, right? Like you weren't even trying to get away with this crime. This is terrible. All right, last thing: sword ratchetness. Mark Zuckerberg is, he went to, uh, like, Japan to make a samurai sword, from my understanding. Okay. He visited the workshop of the famous swordsmith Akahira Kokaji to learn how to make katanas. X. Yeah, there's video of it and everything. I'll put it on the screen. Oh, well, he said make them. He really mean make them. Yeah, he's using the tools that you use to uh, beat the imperfections out of the metal of the sword, and the sword master appears to be, like, holding it down for him. Um, now, his swings don't look too smooth. Um, but also, I feel like this is what happens when you're a billionaire and you watch Blue Eye Samurai like the rest of us. Yeah! You actually get to live it out. Yeah, you like, you know what? <laughs> All right. You see the master going behind him like, okay, I'm not straightening this out for you, boy. And honestly, man, like, if I'm being real, this the kind of shit I like billionaires doing. Y- yes. Like, I wouldn't, I know other people would have a problem with anybody being a billionaire. I get it. Don't write in. You're, you're right and I'm wrong. Just leave me the fuck alone. But uh, if billionaires were like, I'm not going to meddle in the American election. I'm just going to go to Japan and make fucking swords because I saw it on a cartoon. Hey, man, more power to you. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have a blast. If it was like. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know what? I'm done making an app that gets young people to want to kill themselves. That's not right. I think instead I'm going to try to climb Mount Everest. I'd be like, yo, good luck to you, bro. Mm-hmm. We love to see it, honestly. You want to fly a rocket to the moon? That's your life. You blow that shit up, that's on you. Got nothing to do with me. Nothing. Good luck. But nah, they got to fucking want to control the media and free press. <laughs> so we got we to gotta hate them. All right, y'all, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back uh, probably Saturday for feedback. Until next time, I love you. I love you, too. Mwah. Mwah.